Welcome to The Honey Drip. I'm Honey Bashan. I'm a women's personal transformation and aligned business coach. I love empowering women to have more confidence, more self-responsibility, and to show up for all that they're wishing and hoping they could. I wanted to thank you for your patience today. I was planning on taking a break from the podcast for this week, but I just really felt like I wanted to actually record one. So it's come to you a few hours late, just a couple of hours late. So if you haven't been on my socials, you might not know that I lost my dog wool last week. And I have, I've taken about, I think I'm on like day five of just taking time to fully rest and recuperate and allow all the feelings to happen. Um, I feel like I'm really processing the grief in kind of a, I can see myself cycling through the stages of grief quite quickly. So we'll just see how things go. She was 11 years old and she had a heart condition that we actually knew about for about two years. And she had been deteriorating from probably like March or April this year in heart failure since July this year. And over the last month she deteriorated quite quickly so we were kind of aware of it being a possibility but with these things um you know it's hard for even vets and experts to really tell what stage things are at and you know we had the option to have extensive tests done and I chose not to because we live about an hour and a half away from the city where those tests would be done and wool was notoriously anxious in the car so I felt like it would be a bit too stressful and when they do those tests they do actually do some kind of gruesome things to the dogs in order to be able to ultrasound certain areas you know they're all anesthetized and um I think they like they they do something like they blow up their belly with air or something and it was just going to be too stressful but it's been really kind of interesting to notice in myself the different kind of feelings in my body because over the last few months, you know, I've, over the last years I've been listening to Wool's breath every week and her breath had gotten so bad that she was breathing like 80 breaths per minute and her kind of hyperventilating which the vent the vet assured me was sufficient breath for her was a constant soundtrack in the background of our house and kept us up at night and she often would need to get up in the night for various reasons she was often sick at night so I'm like finally sleeping and um, I feel a bit less stress in my body. I think my, I I didn't realize how much what was going on with my dog was producing a stress response in my body. So I wasn't really sleeping very well and I had a lot of tension in my body, especially like my shoulders and neck and stuff. And some of that has already decreased. So it's been interesting to notice, 
you know, I've been going through all this hormone healing stuff and part of me wonders like how much of this cortisol issue was due to dealing with, you know, my best friend, my my daughter, my fur baby of 11 years, uh, having her last days with us. So we'll see where things go from here. But I wanted to just do a really gentle episode today. I'm just going to be chatting about, you know, what I've been working through and stuff that's going on for me and also doing a roundup of some recommendations that I have been really loving on and hope, you know, you will love too. I know recommendations aren't for everyone, but I always appreciate getting them on different podcasts and I usually follow up on them and they're often very good. One of my beloved business coaching clients, Michelle, She said, honey as a mentor is a rare and real gem. She has helped me find empowerment in both my professional and personal life that I'll continue to carry forward through the inevitable evolutions to come. Her impact is powerful, not through fluffy inspiration like so many coaches sell you today, but because she cuts through the BS and overthinking, shows you your blind spots and in tailoring her guidance to your specific needs, she gently eases you into gaining momentum and being in action. When you work with Honey, you are working with someone who embodies a self-aligned, sustainable, successful life and genuinely cares about your transformation and success. Thanks, Michelle. I absolutely, definitely care probably too much, probably need to work on how much I care, um, but my I always have a really keen interest in seeing all of my clients you know, progress, become successful, have those wins big and small and realize and acknowledge, you know, their mindset and how expansive and possible things actually are. So with those words of wisdom, I wanted to let you know that there's only like, I think there's two weeks to join the Clarity Curator, which is our three-month women's group coaching. And I only have one space left for one-to-one coaching this year, be it personal transformation or aligned business. And I am now booking out coaching for an early March start in 2023. So those places will book out quickly. I think I have three available now. And if you have been sitting on the fence with coaching with me and you want to lock something in for the new year, I highly suggest jumping in now. There will be links in the show notes for all of that. As I said, you know, processing this grief and this transition, you know, it's a big shift from having a little being with you 24 hours a day, pretty much for 11 years. The odd, you know, maybe like maximum I went away for three weeks at a time in that those 11 years I was without her. And anytime I went away, I always missed her so much and had whoever was looking after her send me photos and things. So I am being really, really gentle with myself. I've taken this time just to do nothing, lots of daytime baths and reading fantasy books, lots of watching movies. I've rearranged the setup in my studio so that we have this vintage designer couch which is like some fantastic designer who's a big deal but 
despite whether or not he's a big deal the couch is so ugly it is brown and if you've had a session with me you've probably seen it um I'm all for getting designer furniture but don't get it because it's designer you know despite the fact that it's really ugly <laughs> my partner's very much into that kind of stuff being an architect and I've moved the couch out of the way so that now when you sit on the couch, you can see out to the garden and I can also move my computer screen and watch movies on this couch in here. It's definitely not as comfortable as our lounge room, but my computer screen is the biggest screen in this house. So, yeah, I've just been really taking care of myself and it's really allowed me time to take stock of what's non-negotiable for me personally and in business and something that we've been looking at with my clients lately is like what are the standards or the non-negotiables that you have with your business like often we just kind of do and do and do and we never think about what we want to get from our business or what our non-negotiables are and I'm if you've ever worked with me I am very generous and very flexible and I'm starting to realize that I am doing that at uh, my own cost both financially and energetically physically so looking at where can I reinstate my boundaries, my standards, my non-negotiables and uh, being a little bit more contained with how flexible I am with my clients and my work. So it's been really a good time to just get really clear and really honest and step off that treadmill a little bit or that hamster wheel and see the bigger picture rather than I think definitely in eclipse season, I was really stressed for various reasons and I was like getting quite, I don't know about anyone else. I know the clips was like in my house of work or money or something and I was quite stressed about money, quite panicked as, you know, in business you do, you go picks and troughs and it takes a lot to organise yourself through those peaks, you know, and plan it's difficult to plan when you don't have a salary and budget but I'm needing to get a little bit better at that but with wolves passing all of that worry all that stress I'm just like effort do not care the people who are meant to work with me the people who want to support me will support me um, the people who just want free content and just to keep taking and never support they can do that and I won't pay them any mind <laughs> And I will keep really supporting, supporting, honoring, and being supremely grateful for those people who are reciprocating my energy. So I have been something that's really helped me is taking sleeping aids. I'm I'm literally just taking some antihistamines that make me really drowsy. And that's whenever I'm in a cycle of grief, sleep is usually the first thing to go. I guess that's my predominant Vata type. So knowing that I need some sleep support has been really, really helpful. It's also been interesting during this time, and I don't know if anyone else has felt it energetically. It might also be, you know, the silly season coming up, end of the work year, but 
I absolutely cannot handle any caffeine right now. It's just, you know, a weak coffee, a matcha is tipping me over the edge. The other day I had a matcha and then I had a black tea and I didn't sleep at all. So doing decaf and looking to get some caffeine-free chai tea to have. But I'm making lots of these little lifestyle adjustments, uh, not having, I know you're like, oh, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one who engages with my podcast would be like, it's just a dog. But, you know, we were really caretaking for this little being for the last few, the last five months at least. And that meant that I could never, like I could never hang out with friends or go and see anyone because I didn't really feel super comfortable leaving her for even a few hours. And we did have quite a few scares where, you know, there was like half a day here and half a day there where we thought it would be her last day. So that could, if that happened while I was away, I would not forgive myself. So our routine has really changed. You know, when you have a sick dog, you can't go for walks on the lead like you would think you can. Um, so we were doing a lot of driving and very, very slow walking. And now all of a sudden I can walk our puppy cinnamon on the lead and go and get a coffee or, you know, for me, a try. And so it's kind of like all these, it's a little bit overwhelming that all of these opportunities and like spaciousness has opened up. And I'm sure as anyone knows who has anyone that they've loved that they've lost, if they've been sick, there's this a huge amount of relief wrapped up in the grief. I wonder if there's a connection with the etymology of those two words. <laughs> um, and you feel like 50% relief because it was time and you didn't want them to be suffering or in pain anymore. And 50% devastation totally desolate I have no idea what to do now so it's such a a funny thing to navigate because it's like relief at the same time as just being totally desolate and upset but so I've kind of had no routine the last few days but I'm definitely needing to get back into routine and if anyone has more than one dog or more than one pet, you'll probably know that, you know, mornings and walk times are a little bit chaotic and, you know, the house doesn't have that chaos. It's it's a lot slower moving, a lot quieter and, yeah, just it's different. So allowing myself to really kind of adjust to all these lifestyle changes that this this transition has brought about. But I wanted to move into some recommendations for this month. I've actually got a massive list. And the first one, it's not sponsored. I probably need to look into an affiliate link, but it's a nail product that I think it's from France or London. And it's called Essie. E-S-S-I-E. And I've been using two products from them. If you don't know, I'm very much a natural nails girly. I rarely even have clear on my nails. I have everything. I've got everything to do gel manicures at home, but it's just so rare and not really me. So Essie have this 
apricot nail and cuticle oil and then they also have a nail strengthener and I've been I don't know if it, I don't think it's natural or anything I honestly have no idea probably not because it doesn't say that but I have the cuticle oil in my desk drawer in my studio and I just put on the strengthener every weekend and I just have anything that will help me have natural nails and not feel like a slob is for me and it's pretty cheap it's like under 20 bucks so if you're someone who likes natural nails or you can't be bothered painting your nails getting manicures I highly highly suggest these two products and the nail strengthener is like a pale pink tint and I've been using it for probably two weeks and I can already tell that my nails are quite a bit thicker also, you know, I'm someone who gardens and uh, does the dishes and does a lot of cleaning, being a minimalist person who anxiety is much calmed by a clean space. So having my nails done properly just doesn't really work. I've also been loving this website that I found. I don't even, I think I was searching for pro for protein ball recipes, which is so random because I feel like a few years ago, bliss balls were like the, the thing. I remember whenever I held in-person events, I would always make gluten-free bliss balls, but I probably, I don't think I even like them, but I was Googling that and I came across this website called gluten-free on a shoestring. And, you know, Pinterest is probably a great place to look at their recipes as well. But it's just been really, really nice to have like there's a apple cider donuts recipe. Uh, there's a pumpkin bread, pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. Uh, just really kind of admitting that I need to be gluten free. And I think when you go gluten free, it's kind of like you it's a big it's a lot of giving up. Maybe not if you're in the city, but if you're in the country, it's like okay, no cakes, no treats, you know, nothing like that. And, you know, my two massive vices in this life is like an apple, sorry, a cinnamon donut and lasagna. Like they're my two things, like that's it. And you kind of think, oh, I'll never have a donut again. But if you can make gluten-free donuts at home, it's just very, very empowering. That will sound dumb to anyone who doesn't have a gluten intolerance or celiac, but for people who do, I highly suggest that website and maybe having a look at their Pinterest. And if you have a look at my Pinterest, I've got a board called Nourishment with all recipes and I've pinned all of the good ones from them that I want to try. I have, so in Australia, it's spring, it's almost summer. And I'm not sure if anyone else has got the feeling like they really need to do a spring cleanse. Obviously being someone who was an Ayurvedic consultant. Like I still, you know, a, the full Ayurvedic lifestyle really doesn't work for me as a perimenopausal woman with hormonal imbalance, but I am very much in a place of pick and mix and picking and choosing what Ayurvedic lifestyle things I can do. And I've been reading a book called Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom by Acharya Shunya. And I think she calls it Ayurveda inspired lifestyle. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I've definitely been feeling the need to do a spring cleanse. 
And doing an Ayurvedic cleanse, you know, for me, it's not, you know, it's kind of like two or three days, it'll be fine. But longer than that, probably not just because it is so carbohydrate high and pro and low protein. And for my body and my imbalance, I need to have low carbohydrates and high protein. But I think two or three days for the sake of my nervous system and mental health will be fine. One of the ways that I, I'm a vata kapha, so the energy of spring is kapha. So it's really predominant and that's a heavy energy. And one of the ways that I can always tell when I need to do some form of cleanse is just waking up with lower belly pain or stress which I I believe it's actually feeling my colon I can actually feel that my colon is a bit inflamed and it's you know it sounds ed it's not (laughs) but just after you know maybe once or twice a year I just feel like my colon and my guts, my digestive system just needs a break from eating lots of different food and even eating so much, you know. So, and I can feel that with that lower belly pain, like from hip to hip in that colon area. So that really tells me that I need to do a cleanse. And weekend before last, I, or maybe it was last weekend, I did two days silence, pa, um, instructing the dogs, you know, telling the dogs to come in and just did restorative yoga, a little bit of other kinds of yoga, self-massage, baths and reading for two days. And that was really, really nourishing. And this weekend, my partner's away for three days. So I'm planning on doing a really strict three-day cleanse I'll cook up some grain-free kitchery and broths. Like I'm really, really craving broths with bitter greens, maybe some radicchio from my garden and just taking it really, really slow and even, you know, not working out, just going for really gentle walks and just giving myself three days of of silence and gentleness so if you've been craving that I highly suggest that you do that as well and carve out some time to be silent and to eat really really simple foods or even just to you know have a couple of full-on self-care days whatever that looks like for you Uh, it is a really kind of fragile time of the year And as part of all of this kind of Ayurveda pick and mix, something that I am really doing is a lot of lymphatic massage and, you know, so much, so much of my ill health is stemmed in my lymphatic system, not being highly functioning. So I do a dry brush, a little massage tool, and then a lymphatic massage with a tool, then with my hands and then, um, a lymphatic cup that I do on my legs and I have been incorporating a daily oil massage I'm not doing it as a a strict Ayurveda Ayurvedic massage a strict Abhyanga I'm just allowing myself you know you can you can massage your body with oil and it not be Ayurvedic 
So I'm allowing that. And something that I'm really working through is the dogma and the rules and the restrictions that was in my life due to living a strict yoga and Ayurveda life. And, you know, just it's it's just so funny psychologically how many things are ingrained. You know, you're not meant to do an oil massage if it's rainy outside. You're never meant to oil your body if you have any food in your belly. Um, you know, all these different rules and the even the way that you're supposed to do it, like it's fantastic. And if you want to do an Ayurvedic massage, do that. But I'm just trying to do self-care without the dogma and without the the constant black and white good bad right wrong and it's been really nice and I've been using the everyday oil which is one of my favorite oils if you've not used that buy some it just smells so delicious and it's like a hug the scent of it I'm still doing my restorative yoga and my nervous system practices every week. And if that sounds juicy, I would highly suggest that you come along to my New Year's event. It's not on New Year's. It's on the 2nd of Jan in Australia, day before my birthday. And we're going to be doing a lot of vision, visioning, vision boarding, journaling, planning out our manifestations, our goals, and then going into a nervous system reset and relaxation deep rest practice. So I'm really honing all of my deep rest tools for you. And I think, you know, so often we do these big like, I'm going to do a vision board and I'm going to set out my goals, but we never kind of integrate those intentions. And I kind of believe that if we did some nervous system balancing work at the same time as, you know, we're really kind of expanding our mindset and our ability to perceive what is possible when we do those practices. And if we invite in some actual nervous system regulation and deep rest at that time, it's almost as if we can weave those intentions throughout our whole body rather than them just being things that are floating around in our head, which often form shoulds rather than remembering that we want to. It's something that I often have to, you know, work through with my coaching clients you know, I, I'll say this a, a thousand times and I don't, I'm not being facetious. I'm not being judgmental. It is really miraculous how good women are at gaslighting themselves and the fantastical and elaborate and multi-layered, multifaceted excuses that they bring up in order to avoid what they want. And often in coaching it can even go so far as the client thinking being so dislocated from what they want and their goals and their drives that sometimes they you know that's my meditation alarm um sometimes they will even push back on me saying that you know like it's it's my goal or it's my value and in those moments I actually it happens quite often. I have to actually pull up the emails that they send 
with their goals and intentions and read them back to my clients. And it's a very emotional thing when a woman realizes that she has spiraled into gaslighting herself so deeply that she's fully disregarded the things that she really wants and desires. So not letting ourselves go into that really amazing, fantastical skill set of formulating these elaborate elaborate obstacles, elaborate self-imposed internal obstacles on the pathway to what we want. And I think integrating nervous system practices with goal setting and intention setting and possibly resolution setting is maybe going to be the secret key. Moving on to TV shows and books and things, I can't, I scanned through my last recommendations podcast. So I apologize if I've doubled up on any of these, but if I have, that tells you how good these recommendations are. So TV show that I highly recommend is Tell Me Lies. I think it's on Hulu. I can't remember. Um, And this is like a coming of age about uni students and it's very like sex oriented for the first few episodes and then it really gets into the psychological nitty-gritty it's from a novel and it yeah just like it just reminds you of how toxic relationships can be in your 20s and how effed up people could be and it kind of like really brought up stuff from my past and you know, made me think and, and look at stuff. But also, I don't know, it's just there probably hasn't been a TV show like that that I was so emotionally invested in and, like, wanted to know the outcome. And I watched it every night until I finished it and very much watching it in the bath was very, very good. I am still reading the Sarah, I don't know if it's Sarah Mass or Sarah Mass, but the Akotar, A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I'm almost finished and that's been a really nice they're a fantasy series and it's all about fairies and monsters and fairylands and all this stuff and there's a battle and a war and all that jazz and it is like a the first few books are a little bit sexy and then I shouldn't say a little bit they've got like quite extreme sex scenes and then uh that drops off and it becomes less about that. So they've been like a really nice escapist reprieve. And I can't remember if I already did recommend, but if I haven't already, two of my favorite books of this year, Bunny and Other People's Clothes. If you like crime, if you like weird stuff, if you like women and the concepts of women and femininity in society, get onto those two books. If you are into books and reading as much as I am, we have the free women's book club and our first meeting is in December. It's coming up. So this is a totally free community. It's hosted on Geneva. We'll do a live call every three months and a new book every three months. And the first book that we're reading is called Beyond Motherhood, Choosing a Life Without Children by Jean or Jeanne Safer, who's a PhD. And then we've got another book on femininity and then our 
third book so far is a novel. So this is by no means a book club for child-free or people that don't have kids or people that don't want kids. If you have kids or you want kids, especially if you're trying to decide if you want kids, like this is for you and this is our only book that is about having children. So please don't put that off from you joining. I love books. I love talking about books. So it's just one way that I can offer you a free community. So I'll pop the link in the show notes for you to join that if you haven't already. And when you go through it, just make sure you sign up, you'll hit submit, and then it will send you to a sign up members page for you to create your profile in Geneva. So just make sure you follow all the way through on those prompts. If you have signed up for the book club and you didn't, you weren't patient enough to wait for that page to load and you want the details to get into the group, send me a DM and I'll send you the direct link. Movie that I watched over the weekend in my grief-ridden stupor was The Good Nurse. I think it's through Netflix. And it was it was very, very good. It's very, uh, a little bit highly strung, a little bit stressful. A lot of uh, death is a true crime. And it was about a nurse who murdered between 16 and potentially 400 people in hospitals in America and how the hospital system just passed him around until one nurse realized what he was doing and got involved with the police to get him to stop. And yeah, it's one of those serial killer situations where I don't believe he's ever said why. And I think the only thing he said was because no one stopped him. And I think there is a scene where he talks about having his mother die in a hospital and it was traumatic. So it might be about that stuff, but to think that some one person could have potentially killed 400 people uh, who, you know, weren't sick enough to, wouldn't have died naturally, massive, crazy, and crazy that people don't think about that or talk about that enough, I think. And just, you know, the medical system in America just being so screwed up. So The Good Nurse, highly suggest it. I have been re-watching season two of The Kardashians in my stupor. I, you know, brain dead numbing stuff has been super, super helpful. Scrolling TikTok has been really helpful in just, you know, not taking a break from feeling any feelings. So those two have been in on in the background as my comfort watches. I have been trying to make some origami Christmas decorations. I often do that most years and just make little diamonds or little stars and kind of hang them up in the windows. With this grief, the biggest thing that has happened is my brain is just not, it's not functioning in the way that it usually would, which is why I had to take like five days off of seeing clients because A big part of my coaching is actually pattern recognition, problem solving, and really thinking on my feet and thinking quite quickly. And I don't even think my brain can do that right now. Like my brain, I couldn't even, you know, I did the grocery shopping and I was like, 
I have no idea what I'm doing. I haven't like thought about meals. I just came home with like three containers of mints and was like, just going to eat beef mints all week because I can't, can't compute properly. But origami Christmas decorations, just look up on YouTube. It's amazing how hard they can be. So you really want to get basic ones unless you're adept at origami. And I have also got back into after doing, I think I had a tarot reading or maybe it was a reading with Katie. I can't remember, but remembering how much moon cycles and moon rituals were such a staple for me before. And I don't really know when they, when they fell off. I've always had a strict full moon journaling practice, which is actually part of the Self-Alignment Bible Workbook, which is fully available for you to purchase tomorrow. And so I've always done that, but otherwise I've kind of let go of thinking about the new full moon and the cycles between. So I've really been trying to reconnect with that and just doing a little altar offering on the new moon and a big reflection on the full moon. And I'm hoping to invite even more rituals around that. Like I'm really, the garden is going so mental, especially with herbal flowers. So I'm hoping to do some flower baths as well for myself. I think the new moon is this week. So I'll do like a calendula and borage and I'm not sure what else is out there, Bath. Uh, and yeah, I've been, so one thing that has, I have really realized the importance of this year is having monthly massages. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I've also noticed that like I've had, uh, I've seen a lot of practitioners this year and I was really trying to get kind of a team together to support me, you know, because I hold so much space and I support so many other people that I really need to have that cup poured back into by others. And one thing that I've realized is probably the most important thing is actually a physical massage, especially when I've got high cortisol. So I've kind of been going to two different places, the Good Self in Kyneton in rural Victoria and the Mineral Spa in Hepburn Springs, which are both quite close to me. And I find, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I find that if money is a little bit unsure, the first thing that I let go of is stuff like my massages. And it's just silly because that's probably the most remedial thing when you are stressed. And I really understand and have seen so many times in my business that the more stressed out you are about money, the less clients you will get. And the more you can actually step back and stop worrying about it every single time, every single time. I, I will like be super, super stressed for three weeks and then I will just throw my hands up in the air and go effort, whatever, and I will have like a $13,000 sale day. Like it just, it happens every time. So if you don't already book yourself monthly massages, even if they're just, you know, cheaper Chinese massages down the road or at the local shopping mall or whatever, 
I think you should do it. And this month I got a jaw massage. <laughs> that was crazy. You know, such extreme pain. And I'm thinking about, and I'm even looking into getting Botox for TMJ. Um, you know, I don't love Botox. I feel like it. I've had it in the past and I don't think it's been great for my energy. But the idea of actually relaxing those muscles is just wild. If any of you have any TMJ solutions, please hit me up. Um, the gua sha is just not cutting it. Uh, and I'm slowly this month in founder space. We all set our, our goals for the month. And one of my goals was to show up on YouTube and set my YouTube up, my new channel. And I will have that done by the end of the month, but I'm not sure if I'm actually going to show up yet because I have had a massive allergic reaction to ashwagandha. So this is what I mean with Ayurveda. You know, you really have to listen to your body and some things work and some things don't. And I'd had, I was feeling so stressed and I'd had an ashwagandha tincture in my drawer and it wasn't expired or anything, but I was like, all right, I'll just take this tincture in water. I think I took it for three days. The second day I woke up with like this big red ring around my mouth and the third day I was in the bath, sorry, the second, the third day I was in the bath at the end of the day and was doing guasha and facial massage and my whole chin was like volcanoes, like massive, massive, huge under the skin acne and like I'll get a couple of pimples here and there but a huge breakout is not my skin and over the next few days like that day I was like I have to stop taking this because it's the only thing that I have changed and it's caused this massive breakout and so it was a breakout really on the second half of my face so I know it's related to hormones I know ashwagandha can have beneficial and harmful effects on hormones so I had to throw it away straight away and my skin is really still recovering. It was quite strange. It was like tons and tons of tiny whitehead pimples, not to be TMI, but that's just, you know, one of those examples with Ayurveda, like be careful with any supplement, you know, especially as an Ayurvedic consultant in Australia, the Australian government doesn't love Ayurvedic herbs because of how much lead and heavy metals they have in them. And I wouldn't be surprised if this batch did have a lot of heavy metals and it just, because my body has been quite clean for quite a long time, it just full on exploded. So again, it's just that pick and mix, that working out what is still appropriate for me. So once I build up my energy and my confidence and I start feeling like my skin is slightly better, I will be showing up on YouTube. I really want to start vlogging there and showing you kind of a slow, intentional lifestyle of a solopreneur and what it can be like, you know, how you can earn $120,000, $130,000 a year working from home in a very, very gentle not stressed, not overworked way. Um, and also just showing you all of my self-care rituals and self-alignment and how I 
look after myself. I probably do think that I probably look after myself better than most people <laughs> and probably in an extreme way. So it could be really inspiring for you if you are overstressed and overworked and overloaded. So if you want to see vlogs on YouTube, send me a DM and tell me because I need all of the oomph and impetus that I can get, you know, building up this whole new skill set of video editing is definitely something that I'm avoiding and potentially something that I outsource because it's just like, whoa, I I feel a little bit not stressed or overworked, but stretched in terms of my skill set already. If something that I, I love to watch vlogs on YouTube, especially like if I'm doing work that is a little bit more monotonous, I will put the YouTube up in one corner of my screen and I'll just have it on in the background as a comfort watch. So some of the vlogging people that I really love, there's one called Now in the Studio, N-A-O, and it's a Japanese creator. Estée Lalonde is my new favourite obsession. She's an influencer. I think she's Canadian, but she's in London and she has a self-care company, Emma Chamberlain, of course. And that's probably it right now, but there's tons of them that I love and I connect with. And there's something so comforting about watching other people just go through their day. I think it is a way for us to like, it's almost a way to really tune out and also connect. And I love people like Estée Lalonde because it's not all pretty and perfect. And like she actually shows her messy house and all of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what I would like to offer um, as well. I'd like, I don't want to be polishing anything up. I want it to be a bit more real. So those are a couple of comfort watches for you to tune into. And I hope, you know, you've got tons of movies, projects, books, uh, practices, recipes from this episode. If you love it and you found it beneficial, uh, please share it with your friends, your following, your loved and nearest and dearest. Please tag me, Honey Bashan Coaching, and I will share your share and I've popped all of the links in the bio sorry in the show notes to grab you know clarity curator if you're ready to dive into that one-to-one coaching last space for 2022 the new year's event and also the free book club so jump in on those if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts or reflections or things that you would like me to talk about in another podcast let me know this has been our ramble for the month and we're going to go back into helping you build confidence and clarity and a little bit of empowerment over the next few weeks.